Who should pay for the first date, a woman or a man? I believe a man should pay for the first date because I was raised that a man should be a provider. And off back, I'm going to judge you off the first impression. I mean, your first date is the first impression. You have to show me, you know, what type of person you is. And that's just basically summarizing up your life and introducing yourself to me. And I feel like if you take me to a park somewhere, I mean, that's just showing me that you like nature. I mean, that's not showing me much about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you provide for me? If something was to happen to me, if I, you know, injure myself, would you be able to pick up the slack for me? You know, I am very independent. I'm an independent woman. My mama raised me to be very independent because she was an independent single mother. So I do understand, you know, I could fend for myself, but what if I came? What if I come up short? And are you going to be the type of person that I'm going to have to take care of? So, yes, I believe personally a man should pay first. I feel like if you don't have a job, you shouldn't even be on a date. I mean, if you can't even pay for a date, why are you going on a date? I mean, it don't make sense to me. Now, if you like me and you're interested in me, I feel like you should get yourself together, you know, prior to calling yourself trying to be in a relationship with somebody because if you haven't established yourself your financial stability your goals first before you even get with me then that's something different like I understand like building a building with the person like if a person lose everything while they with you and helping them out and assisting them you know either sex you know should be able to help their partner but far as like off the bat you know me having to provide for us from day one then yeah I'm kind of concerned so no I don't feel like a woman should pay I feel like a man should pay for the first date should relationships be 50 50 yes I believe when you are in an intimate relationship the relationship should be 50 50 unless the person is making more or less than the other person then you should basically have an account where it should be 50 percent bills and then the rest should be you know if you want to save that 25 percent or um invest the other 25 percent i think that that'd be fair but i should you know more than likely the relationship should be 50 50 because um it should be more or less you know the financial strain should be you know, all on one person, 70% or 60% compared to the 50-50 split. Um, if you're going out to eat, I feel like, okay, you know, if I pay for breakfast, you should pay for lunch. If you pay for lunch, I pay for dinner, and then you pay for dessert or a snack, or, you know, you pay for, if we want to go on a date to the movies or to go bowling. Um, yes, the relationship should be 50-50 when it comes down to bills, or... You and your partner should always be able to negotiate something like if a partner wants to, you know, save up for a house or a car, you should allow that partner to, you know, pause for a little while with investing into the current bills that you all have and you pick up the slack. But it all depends on how do you de deal with a fake friend? I believe that there's no such thing as dealing with a fake friend if they are fake they should not be your friend um it's two different types of friends you have friends that are loyal and then you have associates 
um, the friends that are loyal is more so like family, the people that you can rely on, depend on. Um, not necessarily always have to answer when you call, but when they do answer, know just what to say and be there, be supportive of whatever decisions that you make and make sure that they give you the best advice possible. Um, and support you in everything that you do. Now, an associate is a friend that you might see in passing that you don't dislike or have any hatred towards, but you know, you can say hi and bye, you have mutual feelings and you have mutual hobbies and you can find yourself hanging out with them with a group of people and having mutual friends and saying, you know, seeing each other occasionally. But yeah, so that's how you deal with fake friends. You just, you know, deal with them from a distance and allow them to be associates and, you know, set your boundaries and what you and standards of what you, you know, want from them and just leave it at that. Um, how much is too much when arguing with a significant other? I believe it's too much when you're arguing every day. If it's an everyday thing and it's a routine thing, then that's too much because now that's a part of your lifestyle and it can become toxic for your environment, your children and people around you that support your relationship. So that's too much. If you can't even have a you know, a conversation with your spouse and just, or go through an entire day with your spouse without even having one argument, I feel like that's too much. You should be able to have three or four days or a week in between. Now, it's a thin line between arguments and disagreements because you really don't, you shouldn't agree with everything your spouse feel because that's just you know, giving them wisdom by opening up their mind to different opinions and different point of views to certain situations. So that can be just an, a disagreement compared to an argument is something that you all are falling out about or you all are angry towards each other. And when anger come in, that's not healthy. But if it's just a disagreement where you're just trying to exercise your partner's brain and you're trying to get them to understand, you know, your thoughts and your point of view of a topic or a situation, that's different. But if you're arguing, bickering, becoming aggressive and angry, that's that's too much. And that's unhealthy for your environment and your home and your kids. How do you know when to walk away? You should know when to walk away when you have done all you can do in the relationship and you gave your 102% of your part to your partner and if you feel unappreciated and you feel like you've done all you can and that person can't see through that then that's when that's the point that you walk away now if you haven't did all of that then you might need to turn around and reevaluate yourself look yourself in the mirror and say what can i do on my end but if a person not bringing the best out of you if you haven't seen anything change in your life that you you know, never saw in yourself and haven't seen anything that you have accomplished and you just see yourself setting back and not progressing, you know, that's another story. But if you see yourself progressing, you need to keep that person, you know, because it's a balance. If the person is, you know, pulling you up, you got to come with the come up and you got to pull them up too. You can't just expect the person to keep pulling you up, pulling you up. While they building you up, they could be tearing themselves down, putting all their energy and time into you. 
So that goes back to my topic of the 50-50. That's with emotions too. It don't have to necessarily be financially. So knowing when to walk away is when you know your self-worth and you know that you've done all you can do.